Um, FYI, this next isn't week we... this isn't a line to go down the slide at recess. I'll be this honest, isn't though, ne- calling next on the basketball court. Hey, you got five. Welcome everybody to another episode of the Take It Easy Sports Show. Uh, my name is Zach Hoplier, and as always, as always, always, it's been a long week, man. I'm tired. Uh, as always, I'm joined by uh, Eric Newman up in Flagstaff, uh, myself obviously covering the East Valley, and we're going to get into why I've been so busy this week, Eric. Uh, but first, as we always do, we catch up a little bit. How has your week been? Because mine, it's been something. Yeah, mine's been busy. You know, I've yeah. been, I've had plenty of stuff to do, but just, yep. you know, there isn't this crazy breaking um, yeah. scandal, whatever you want to call it. Whatever um, you want to call it. We'll, we'll get in and we'll get into that. Um, yeah, but other know, than that, you know, I'm just doing my thing. Yeah. So today's show, tonight's show, this show, depending on when you're watching it or listening to it, um, very obvious what we're going to talk about. Uh, we're not going to spend the entire 45 minutes to an hour on it um, because, quite frankly, there's other stuff that is also going on. Um, but obviously, this is very important. So we are going to talk about it. And if you don't know what we're talking about and you maybe live under a rock, we are talking about the you know, decision by the AIA to place Hamilton's football program on probation uh, and also Queen Creek Baseball which I think Queen Creek Baseball has kind of gotten lost in the shuffle a little bit with all this. Um, So we'll talk about that. Um, We'll also talk a little bit about AIA Media Day, all the new things that are going to be happening this season. And uh, last but not least, uh, we really didn't get to go get to it last week, but uh, we got to continue our top games of the week. A little preview kind of deal that Eric and I have been doing um, that Cody Cameron ruined last week because he, uh, or two weeks ago, whatever it was, because he took too long. Um, so with that being said, Eric, let's start off with the AIA meeting. How about that on Friday? Yeah. This will be quick. So you were you were there via Zoom. I had to tell you to turn your camera off. Um, I was there in Yeah, person. I got there late, too. That, that is true. You also showed up fashionably, fashionably late. You know who else did, though, is Brad Sesmat and Jordan Hamm. They also showed up late. So Yeah. But they were there in person, so a little bit different. They made a grand entrance. I think there's like a smoke machine that was following him. It was pretty cool. Um, so the AIA Media Day meeting. Um, quite a few things were announced. Uh, most importantly, track, for sure. Um, oh, Cody, you ruined everything. Cody asked what he ruined. Cody, you always ruin everything. I thought you were going on a run. Going on a run, dude. Could have been um, a short run. Well, I mean, look at his legs. Um yeah. That was what so, I was going for. I know it was. Thank you for um, taking the LU. You are very welcome. Thank you for lobbing it up like you're Dwayne Wade and I'm LeBron James. Um, <laughs> so I'm just waiting for the. Okay, so we're we're. I was just about to get to this, Ralph. Actually, so thank you for asking that question. So Ralph asked, "Do I like the track? Do we like the track change?" He says, "Not sure. I do." So, um, once again, if you're just joining us, we're going to start with the AIA media day on Friday Um, track change is it's gotten a lot of mixed reactions. So just to very quickly sum it up uh, track currently has four divisions. Now with the new change, it's going to be five divisions. So one a and two a schools are going to be now in division five. Um, With that, the state track meet, which usually takes place, what the second week of May, basically yeah, something around it's going to be moved up. So in other words, it's going to be moved up a week in May. So it's going to be the first week of May. It's going to take place over the course of two days. So Friday and Saturday, both, or not both, but all Division One through five is going to compete in a divisional state championship. Basically, it's going to be Division One by itself. Division Two and Three, I think, are going to be at one venue, and then Three, Four, and Five at another, or something like that. Don't quote me on that exact. They're all going to be at different venues on the same day. Then... The top 18 times from each event are going to be taken from all five divisions, merged into one, and those athletes and teams, the relay teams, you know, field events, everything, are going to be going and moving on to the Friday after the divisional state championships conclude. What does that do? 
it basically creates an open division for track. Yeah. And you have divisions one through five competing against each other in preliminaries on Friday. They come back the next day, true state champions in each event and true team champions as well will be crowned. It's kind of like what they did a few times or eh, for several years, I believe with the, the meet of champions. Now it just means a little bit more because they're calling it the true state championship. Basically best of the best are in compete. Now there's been a lot of mixed reaction. I'm going to go to you, Eric. What have you seen on Twitter or just in general, people in your area, Coconino, Flagstaff, Northland, what have they said about this change? So I haven't gotten to speak with, you know, a lot of the track and field coaches yet because, you know, in Flagstaff, especially a lot of them are, you know, cross country people. And that's what they're focused on at the moment. Yep. Um, you know, there's, uh, there's less crossover. Um, but I honestly don't, I don't mind it. Like, I think it's a fun thing. Yeah. Um, and it all depends on two things, how the AIA handles it. And if they give, you know, an award for, if they make a big deal, out of the division one through five championship races, mm-hmm. because essentially those are what the state championships used to mean, right? Like yeah. that's what they used to be is it was D one through four, but you yeah. know, one through five is, is a different thing. But number two is how the athletes and coaches feel about it. Like if they celebrate yeah. winning a division three state championship as much as they would have a year ago, that's what matters, right? Is, you know, there's this open thing and I'm sure that people will compete and they'll say, Hey, we want to do as well as we can on that. And that's obvious, but I think that there's no reason why that can't exist, but also the division one through five championships themselves don't mean anything because they do. That's essentially what the state championship used to be. And if everybody takes the mindset that the, the next thing is, icing on top of the cake then that's great i think that um there there's no reason that it sh- it doesn't have to exist i don't think that anybody should you know feel slighted um that their state championship their division one through five championship doesn't mean as much because it it does you're still beating the you know the people in the same schools as yeah. you and you know maybe we see a surprise um, a division four sprinter or, you know, a division three thrower or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think we'll get obviously a ton, ton, ton of those, but we could see a couple and that would be a great story in and of itself. Yeah. You know, I I've seen a lot of mixed reactions. Um, I've seen some coaches say that they love it because it's going to be the best of the best against the best of the best. Um, and I've also seen some coaches claim that, smaller schools are going to be hurt by this which i don't i just don't see how yeah i don't i don't exactly see how um but it'll be interesting and the thing is you you brought up a really good point are those division championships not going to mean as much we thought the same thing with open division football and every single year now for the last what three years four years we've been celebrating the division or the conference champion just as much as we have the state champion in the open division so i don't think that's going to be an issue I think all those divisions are still going to be covered. Um, I can tell you right now, whether it be one, two, or three, I will be at one of those for the division state meet. And then yeah. I have a couple of freelancers. They're going to be at the other ones that I'm not at. So they're going to yeah. get covered by media. So I actually was, when you were talking about it, I was thinking of this. Why not, if they want to do it like that, and I know they're not looking for changes uh, from yeah. me because they just changed it, but if they wanted to do an open meet, what they could do is, you know, make it even more like football, take the, you know, they call it 18 or whatever number 16 of the top times in the whole state and just make them their own separate meet. And then you have, you know, an open per se. um, And then you have the division championships, just like football. I don't, I don't think that's going to happen because they've already made their decision and everything, but the, uh, I'm just thinking the if they is, wanted to go with open, 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 um, that's I think how they could do it. I think that's the reason why that doesn't work as well in track is because there's so many variables. Like yeah. someone could qualify in the beginning of the season for track and then all of a sudden get hurt midway through and then not compete sure. again 
to save themselves until that open championship. And who's to say just because they ran that time in the very beginning, someone else hasn't improved all year long and then doesn't get a chance. It's kind of like Highland. Highland didn't get a chance in the open division last year in football because of, you know, those three losses. Um, Now that's not a super comparable point, obviously, but I mean, it's one of those things. And that's why not to mention, let's be honest, Eric, when we go cover track, we're already there for like 12 hours. Do you really want to be there? Like 16? Yeah, you're right. I don't think that, I don't think anyone, the officials want to be there either. So, um, that's the change in track. Uh, we'll quickly run through this because I know what people are honestly here for, what they want us to talk about. So, uh, football open division, new metric, um, or a new, um, multiplier, I should say, um, six, a teams after the regular season multiplied by 10, five, a by five, I'm sorry, by nine and four, a by eight. Basically what this is, it's taking Jacob said Zach finding a way to talk about Highland only took 10 minutes. Okay, Jacob. Yeah, I'm sure you've been thinking about Liberty all day long. Um, They're basically taking the 4A out of the conversation without officially taking them out of the conversation. It just gives unless unless you're a little bit of a it gives 6A a little bit of an edge is what unless you're unless you're cactus from last year running the table and beating everybody like the way they did. In other words, we're not we're not going to see a 4A team in the in the champ in the open division anymore. Yeah, which I, I know a lot of people have said it. Probably okay. would have. I don't think we would have anyway. Like last year, we would have. Cactus still would have been in. Yeah, that's what I mean. Is uh, okay. this, even with this multiplier in this next way that they're doing it, like even if they oh, hadn't mean, made this change, they, I don't think we would see another four A because you know Casa so. Grande went undefeated and they still were. Um, they obviously ended up winning the four A title, but. They they didn't make the open no, last year. They were, a, they were still a few spots back. Yeah, so and so that's the point I'm making. Is like you know, Cactus mm-hmm. and ALA Queen Creek were absolutely special cases. And yes, yeah. you know, I I think that they deserve to be there. Uh, you can make your argument one way or the other, um, but mm-hmm. I think for a even without it was going to have a tough time getting a team in. But now it's you're right. It's basically impossible now. Unless you're, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say, I would say it's a ninety percent chance we don't see a four A team in the open division yeah. anymore. It would and take it would take a special season, a very special season, um, and it would take some of those six A and five A teams that are well, not even really five A. I think we only see like maybe two five A teams. It would take a lot of those six A teams to completely fall apart. To yeah, it'd be it. beating each other up and having you know yeah. five, six, seven teams with two or three losses. Because they, more. you know, yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, so that's open division football, uh, basketball. Shot clocks are going to be used. They're going to be lenient in the regular season. They're going to be for sure used in the uh, in the playoffs. Open division. Um, here's the difference. Obviously, you can't play multiple games in football a week. Basketball, you can. So anyone that's in the open division for basketball, if you lose in those first two rounds, you're put back into the conference tournament. I kind of like it because it gives you a chance still. Um, and uh, that's for boys and girls. Yeah. Divisions four. I'm so, sorry. Conferences four through six. Yeah. And so the the shot clock thing you mentioned, it's lenient. And the way that they're doing it, uh, as far as I understood during the meeting, was it's up to the teams to have their shot clock at their home yep. gym. Um, mm-hmm. And so if a team in this first year doesn't have one um, in the home gym, they'll play without it in the regular season. Yep. If they exactly. don't have it. Um, in the playoffs, then they'll go to a neutral site um, yep. where they do. And I would be willing to bet that they, you know, pick two, three spots that are kind of in between, you know, a mm-hmm. central high or something like that. That's kind of easy for everybody to to get yeah. to. Well, I mean, I could also see it just being like a school down the street. Yeah, I mean, that like, makes sense. In, in, in football with the semifinals, it favors the home team. Even though it's a neutral site, how many times have we seen Chandler play at Hamilton and Hamilton play at Chandler or yeah, Basha? Like, yeah, yeah, they, they want to keep it's it similar. Close. It's similar in a way to the play clock in football because not even at 6A, not all the schools have a, yeah. have a play clock in football. Um, and you know, obviously, they have their delay of game thing, and the referees are uh paying attention yeah. to that, but they don't, you know, not everybody has the exact same equipment, and so. Yeah. This will the idea is this will make it so teams want to have it so that they can have home games, um, because if you don't have a shot clock, you don't have playoff home games, and that matters. And so it's it's an incentive, but it's not you know making it absolutely mandatory right away because shot clocks cost money. 
Of course they do. Everything costs money nowadays. Um, girls flag football. This thing, this is what I'm actually really excited for. Yeah, uh, it's an, it's, it, AI is looking at it as an emerging sport. And that means essentially if it continues to grow, which all of us expect it to, because it's already grown. I think there's, man, what? All of Tempe Union, I think, or at least most of Tempe Union. I know Xavier. I'm sure some teams on the West Valley. Um, all of Chandler was kind of – the Chandler district was kind of leading the way with this. Um, Mesa schools, I'm sure Gilbert's going to jump on board. I mean, everyone is having a girls' flag football team now, which is awesome to see. So um, within about a year, I fully expect the girls' flag football season to run with the boys' football like regular tackle football and have a championship game probably the same weekend as the, uh, the football championships, which means if the games are at ASU, I really hope girls flag football gets a chance to play on that field. That would and be if cool. it ends up being Chandler and Saguaro flag football, I might explode. Imagine uh, to be completely <laughs> honest, it could be Chandler. It could very well. And like Castile or Chandler and Hamilton. Yeah. Hamilton actually won the district title for CUSD uh, this past season in the spring. And I'm pretty sure they actually have like everyone returning. So it's going to be, it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, So that, that's really cool. Um, I I was very happy that they they brought that up. Did you guys have in high school, I think they called it power puff, powder puff or something like that. Yeah. Uh, I remember. We we did not. We didn't have it at at Highland. I know other schools. schools. Yeah. And it was, you know, it was fun enough, but it was kind of a joke. Like, yeah. because the seniors always won. So the referees would like, you know, right. fix the game. It was always the juniors versus the seniors. Yeah. And it would be, you know, the guys on the football team would pretend to be coaches and would dress up and stuff. And it was like, yeah. you know, it was fun enough to have it. And the idea is yeah. nice, but it was kind of a, it wasn't taken seriously. And this right. is making right. it a real sport. So that's exciting. Exactly. You know, Powder Puff is also one of Jacob Saliga's nicknames I heard from high school. Powder puff, huh? Yeah, powder puff. Um, Jacob Slaw Liga, coleslaw loving king. My um, high school nickname was Powdered Donut. Was it really? No. Okay, sounds good. Absolutely Did you see powder not. donut. Is that why you said that? I mean, maybe. <laughs> okay. Oh man, no, Jacob just, we said were talking about pocket. powder and nicknames, and I figured I'd change the subject. Oh yeah, Jacob was getting a lot of uh. A lot of love on Twitter the other night. It was really cool space. during the Arizona Varsity's Twitter spaces. Yeah. Um, there Jacob were, has fans, there were man. Like, there were like five or six bots that clearly I weren't. Think, I don't know. I don't know if they're bots. I think they were just burner. or someone's burner page. Yeah. And it was honestly probably like one or two people that made yeah. a bunch of accounts just to. It was. Ralph Arley, yeah. Look, I could never make a burner account. Not that I would anyway. But I could never I make a one. burner account. Yeah, I know. Because Ralph it Ralph would find it in like a minute. And I have just... one and I use it to just tweet Kevin Durant takes all the time. <laughs> That's funny. And like who the goat is of high, of basketball, whether it's Michael or LeBron, because I'm super interested in those conversations. I can tell. And, I can tell. and also what was Kobe better than Shaq or was Tim Duncan better than Kevin Garnett? And I make a lot of these arguments all the time. And I call people really mean names if they don't agree with the basketball take I have. So it's really cool. Sometimes I just like tweet pictures of, you know, the stat muse thing with like um, where they, they animate Devin Booker or whatever. And I'm like, this is the goat. And then someone's like, that's not the goat. I'm like, no, it's totally the goat. He's the goat. Who's a goat? That's okay. my Twitter burner account. Because all those conversations are really, really interesting to have all the time. Yeah. All right, Eric, it's been 20 minutes. What do you say we, we uh, rip the Band-Aid off of this and uh, get into what I think a lot of people want to hear us talk about? Okay, let's do it. All right. On, it had to be what, Thursday? Last week, before AIA Media Day. I think it was Thursday, something like that. Last week. Uh, our good friend Richard Obert, came out with a story based off the AIA agenda that said that Tim Doherty, the defensive coordinator at Hamilton High School, was going to be suspended for the first three games of the season. Some people said, now for a recruiting, for an alleged at the point, at that point, it was still an alleged recruiting violation. 
And that was another thing. People were like, what do you mean by alleged when I tweeted my story and Richard got the same comments? When nothing has been confirmed yet in terms of punishment or from an, like AIA, for example, everything is alleged. It's kind of like guilty until proven, or sorry, not guilty until proven. Innocent, innocent until, until proven guilty. It's been a long freaking week. Um, innocent until Someone hasn't guilty. been to Thank court you. recently. I have not. I haven't been summoned for jury duty. Um, anyway, so that's why we all said alleged. These are stemming from messages sent to a Cesar Chavez player on Twitter through DM um, after Chile's event. Now, here's the thing is, can we just blame Chile for all of this? He doesn't have that event. None of this happened. Yeah, yeah, it's his just fault. Just kidding. That's not fair. I'm just kidding. Chile, if you're watching, I'm kidding. Oh, I um, totally mean it. Okay. Well, anyway, so he sent messages basically insinuated, you know, if you transfer here, um, at least that's what it looked like. I mean, he did say something about, you know, a third of the season because we plan to play 14 games. Look, the message was perceived as a recruiting tactic. Um, I know that he's obtained a lawyer and they say that he wasn't attempting to recruit. He was commenting on, he was, you know, you know, um, giving the player props and everything for his performance. And he did do that. I will say he did do that just to be completely fair and transparent. He did do that. Um, so anyway, fast forward to the AIA board meeting, uh, executive board meeting, the very first one of the season. Personally, I was expecting a warning to come out of it. And all of a sudden I get a text that says probation. And I immediately knew what it meant. Hamilton, as it stands, Hamilton's football program is on probation with AIA for one full year because of this recruiting violation is what the AIA said it was. The Huskies are not eligible for the playoffs. This is a team that is, at least for the last three years, has been one of the favorites for the open division, at least a contender. As you probably have seen, Eric, it has sent shockwaves throughout the football community, especially the high school football community here in Arizona. Um, here's the thing. A lot of people are happy because, let's be honest, when a powerhouse like Hamilton goes down in a way like this, when they've already been accused for several years of recruiting, people are going to be very happy about it. I'm sure if it was Chandler or Saguaro or, man, even Basha, basically you name any East Valley football team that's pretty good, and people would probably be having a parade outside if it was them also. And, you know, I'm not saying they're wrong for doing that. I'm not saying they're right for doing it. It's just people are going to react the way they want to react. Um, yeah. But here's where a lot of people kind of missed. And I think in the last couple of days now, they've kind of dialed it back and they come, they've come to realization of this. Only one group suffers from this situation. And that is those Hamilton players. A lot of those kids, from what I've been told, were, you know, they were there all four years, which I know that a lot of them were. Um, people can say what they want, but those kids right now, I mean, I, I had the chance. Well, you know, Ralph had the Twitter space. We had the chance to hear from some of them. Uh, you know, Rock Tolowski, Chandler Davis. I actually messaged Chandler, um, I think it was yesterday morning, and he he got back to me with, you know, something I'm going to use for a story. Um, they were, they were, you know, Trace Bivey was there. They were literally caught so off guard by all this. And I think Ralph said it best. These kids were in school, in their classes. I mean, could you imagine, Eric, you're in math class and all of a sudden you get a text that says, basically, your season is over. Ha ha ha. Like, that would break me. And I, I just can't. I mean, I feel for the kids. Did someone send them a text saying ha ha ha? Uh, according to Ralph, yeah. And actually... I mean, that's how a lot of them had to find out. That's how a lot yeah, of parents Yeah, I, I mean, I heard out. that. I just didn't know if it was exactly that. I don't know if it was like, ha, 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 but it was insinuated. Yeah, like someone laughing at them or whatever. Yeah. Um, I did hear that, I guess, Snapchat was going off a little bit on them. Like, of course like it other was. Teams Snapchat's were like toxic, laughing. man. Other teams were like commenting and laughing and making jokes. And like, obviously, like if they're rivals or, you know, whatever it is, like they're on the schedule this year, like I get it to a certain extent. But like, man. Um, so that was on Monday. Um, there was a team meeting, uh, mostly just some parents and a few assistant coaches. It wasn't anyone involved or Zadebski, I don't think, was there. Um, but it's gotten to the point now where 
Tim has retained a lawyer um, from reports of that Richard, um, you know, put out today. And obviously he's very reputable. So you have to kind of go with what he says. Um, And basically from what it sounds like is they're trying to not have any sort of discipline and then also get Hamilton's playoff hopes back. Um, Look, I'm all for the playoff hopes thing. I really am. I want these kids to have a chance. But this is where I kind of want to talk about it, Eric, because I really haven't shared my thoughts on this, except for just the facts on Twitter. And honestly, it's not really not my job to share my thoughts. A lot of other people can go, you know, and say like, oh, this should happen or this should happen or whatever. A lot of people have dumb opinions. I'm going to what I what, what I think you and I are going to say here is we're just thinking about what the AI is looking for in order for Hamilton to be eligible for the postseason. So I'm going to you know what? I'll lead it off. I will be completely honest. I think the AIA was sending a message because the AIA cannot fire people that do not work for them. Yeah, I think coaches, that's worth repeating because the there AIA, were a lot of saying, saying things that, you know, and you corrected some of it, but say me, it again. Me, say it, say it louder for the people in the back as the meme goes. The AIA cannot fire coaches that do not work for them. Hamilton coaches do, do not work for the AIA. For they can't do anything to people that are not employees of the AIA. If it was Jose Garcia that was trying to recruit someone over to another school, he can get fired. Jose would never do that. It's just an example. If it was me, Jose is a total to do recruiter. It, I know Jose. I know. I know. <laughs> if it was, but if, but if it's a, a coach, if it's a coach though, or someone who does not work for the AIA, they do not have any power whatsoever. They cannot ban them. They cannot do anything. What they can do is essentially send a message without officially putting a message out there. And that's exactly what the AIA did. Taking away Hamilton's postseason is basically telling Hamilton, now you, now the ball's in your court. You can appeal, but the AIA is looking I think there's two options. The AIA is looking for either Tim to not be a part of the team for the season and then come back for maybe, maybe, or not be a part of the team at all. I think that is what the AIA is looking for. That I, To be completely honest, it's a really tough situation for Hamilton to be put in. I get it. But I think that's what the AIA is saying. And not only that, but people are saying, oh, man, that was a really harsh punishment for this look. People have complained for years that AIA doesn't do enough about recruiting. This was smack dab, like hard blown, like there's the evidence, like in your lap. And I think the AIA finally said, okay, you guys don't think we do anything. Here you go. Now we'll come down even harder than maybe we would have. I don't know if we're back, but I've I've seen a lot of the same people. um, Maybe not a lot is, is the wrong way to put it. I have seen people that I remember saying that the AIA doesn't do enough about certain things then complain about the way that they AIA do are doing things. things. Yeah. Yeah. It may, yeah. It, it's makes perfect sense really. Um, but I, I honestly, Eric think that that is what they like. If, if Hamilton Hamilton's back into a corner a little bit right now, yeah, because on one end you have basically, how are you going to save your season? Not save the season, but save your postseason chances. The AIA is basically saying, Hey, you have to figure this out and it's not going to be a three game suspension. That's not enough. That's what the AIA, I think, is saying. Yeah. Again, I'm not, I'm not in that those conversations. That's just from the outside looking in. What I think is what they're saying. So if you're Hamilton, you have a choice: do you suspend him for the year? Do you fire him altogether? And not only that, but if he's retained a lawyer, where does that come into play? Because a lawyer is there to not only help Hamilton. Of course, that is that is one of the main goals from what I've seen. But it's also to basically prove Doherty's innocence, which, you know, obviously might be a little bit hard, but at the same time, like if he's able to do it, that's not up to us to decide. Exactly. Like, exactly. The only thing that I hope that comes out of all of this is that those kids at Hamilton don't get hurt even more and, and get a chance. However, that has to happen. I don't have a, I don't have a preference either way. 
I just want the kids to get a chance at the postseason yeah. because that Hamilton team, that senior class, is very, very talented. Yeah. Very talented. So, so part of me wonders if there had been in, you know, the, the legal system will suss out whether that he was recruiting or not or whatever the case is there. That's yeah. not for us to decide. But part of me wonders if Hamilton had shown contrition and Doherty had shown contrition for what may or may not have happened right away this wouldn't, this probation wouldn't have happened. And I don't know that to be a fact. Maybe the AIA still feels like, you know, that it still has to do something about this. And maybe, you know, even if they were to fire him or suspend him for whatever time or whoever else was allegedly involved, I don't know if that's enough anyway. Like, it, it might not be. The AIA might just say, hey, you know, it sucks for these kids and they're the ones that, you know, they want the reason this is happening is because they want the best for kids overall um, in, in the yeah. AIA stance. They want it to be, you know, everybody to have an equal chance to be good or whatever the case is. Yeah. Um, I just think it's like it, it just sucks. Like there's no there's no way of saying like there's no smarter way. I want it like these last few days I've been having thoughts about like, hey, you know, what could be done? What could, what are the potential ramifications, whatever. And in the end, it just really all kind of is crappy. Like it is. It, it and especially, I mean, it's, it stinks for the coaches. It stinks for the AIA. They're the, they don't want to have to yeah. do this. And like, you know, let's, let's be honest. Whenever lawyers get involved now, I know like lawyers, obviously like they're, they're meant to pretty much do the right thing for the most part. Um, some They're meant to uphold the law. Exactly. But when it, when lawyers get involved, I can't help but just have this pit in my stomach that says this could go one of two ways. It could either be smoothed over fairly fast and maybe they're fine or oh, this is going to take forever. Is, well, not even just take forever or this is going to get really, really messy. Which means it takes forever. I'm Which with means you, it takes though. forever. Um, for the sake of the kids and the players, I hope it does not get super yeah. messy. Um because as it is, from what I've been told and everything, like it's already started to divide that football community there at Hamilton. Of um, course. I know there's a lot of parents who want to see action be taken by the school, like yesterday. Um, and by that, I mean Coach Doherty not involved with the program, whether it be in, in a suspension or obviously termination. I know there's a lot that want that to happen or want that wanted that to happen like yesterday, like I said, or Monday even. Um, and, and on the other side, I know there there's a few that just are hoping that the legal system will be in favor of Hamilton somehow. I don't know what lawsuit you would really have, to be honest. I don't, I'm not a lawyer, obviously. Um, and either way, they just hope that the season gets, Using saved is a bad word because they do have 10, 10 games. They'll uh, the still postseason. play. They'll still play. Uh, the postseason gets saved, I guess I should say. Um, and I also know that there's been some frustration a little bit within the coaching staff because they're trying to get their kids ready to play a game in two weeks. And now all of a sudden, I'm sure those kids' phones are blowing up. I'm sure, like, Look, it's mine and Richard's job to tweet the news and obviously Ralph and, you know, whoever else, Cody, who said some stuff, Kevin McCabe, it's our job to tweet the news. And like, I'm sure, I'm sure with every little thing we tweet, every little update, these players are getting texts from their peers or from the parents or whatever it may be. Like, I'm sure it's a stressful time for them. They open the season in two weeks and I think they play Centennial and Centennial is a good team. And then in three weeks, they have to go play Bishop Gorman. Like, this is turning into a really, really big distraction for them. Um, and I really feel bad for the kids. Yeah. It's just unfortunate that that happened. It's unfortunate this situation is affecting them in the way that it is. We that's, are, all, that's the biggest thing is I, I honestly care more about the players. That's really yeah. all I care about. We are in Arizona um, from what everyone says, from what I've seen, one of the best – prep sports media communities like in terms of a state having this much coverage of high school sports 
I don't think there are many states that do a better job of it. Um, yeah. In terms of volume of stories, volume mm -hmm. of coverage, and quality as well, because there are a lot yeah. of really talented people that work a uh, lot in, in high school a lot. prep sports media, youth sports in general in Arizona. Um, we cover them in a way like pros. Like there are games yeah. in high school level that you have college and pro level amounts of people in media and coverage in them, you know, and Hamilton's one of those teams because they've got yep. national uh, ranked players. They've got a really yep. tough schedule. They play these national games and people can, it, it gets lost sometimes that even the highest ranked kids, even Cole Martin, who's what, like a five-star four-star or whatever he is um, going to Oregon, this special player is a kid. He's 17 yeah. years old or 16 or whatever he is. Like this is a high school student, yeah. like the same kid that's going to geometry class. Like mm -hmm. I think that gets lost in this, in the the, the trash talking and the um, you know, the hate that some of these teams and kids get. Yeah. You know, maybe, maybe or maybe not some of these kids are look, you know, have transferred to one school or the other, or they've moved or they've looked for a better opportunity or whatever. But they're kids. They're still kids. They are and that's, children. That's, and you said it best right there. Um, because I go out to some of these schools and I see some of these kids that are six foot five and they've got, you know, like they're toned and they look like they've been lifting for like 25 years and they're still, but then at the end of the day, like you talk to them and you really get them to open up a little bit and you, you kind of come back down to earth. You're like, they're trying to find a date for prom. Yeah, or like, like this is a kid, man. Like this is a kid it, driving like, passing notes to each other in <laughs> in geometry, or yeah, you know, yeah. getting uh, having to figure out their locker combination yeah. at school, for, trying to find the right backpack that can have their math book fit in it, or whatever. Yep. Like these are yep. children, yep. and so, I think that gets like I said, it gets lost, and it, it sucks. Does. It big time gets lost. Um, a very, very, very good question from christina can some of these players transfer out now i don't know it would have to be really quick i think it would have to, so i have heard no because the season started and by mm -hmm. that i mean official practices sure. i've also heard they can until the actual first game i've also heard that there are in some cases special circumstances where players can transfer out after a game or two and then become eligible. Now, granted, I think I saw on Twitter, I can't remember who it was, and I wish I screenshotted it. It was circumstances with, like, families having to move, and there's no other way for that player to get back to their school. Like, they move hardship, across the valley. Right? Super, super hardship. This, obviously, in my opinion, I think it would it should be considered a hardship. If... If that appeal doesn't go through. Now, the, here's the other problem, though. The appeal as of right now might be August 30th. I say might because it hasn't been official by the AIA. That's like three days before Hamilton's first game. Yeah. That would make transferring really, really hard. And to be quite honest, a lot of those seniors, for example, I mean, mostly the seniors, I would say, would be the ones that would transfer. I would assume because they want a chance to win a championship in their final year. I can't imagine that'd be a really easy decision for them because they've been together for so long. This is yeah. a freshman team that went undefeated as freshmen, and they beat everyone by like 50 points. Was it, I think Chili and Chris Eaton were talking about it yesterday yeah. uh, on the two-piece. I think they gave up, what, like three or four touchdowns the whole year or something like that? Something ridiculous. Something ridiculous like that. Yeah. These guys have grown up together for the most part. Yeah. So it, it, it would be very I, – I have to imagine that decision to transfer out would be super, super tough. And honestly, yeah. I'm not asking anyone to transfer out. I kind of hope they don't because it would be really cool to see them kind of rally together and hopefully things go their way. But again – Short answer, Christina Hawkins, who is – We don't know. A super fan. Yes. We appreciate you know. watching. And we wish we had a better answer, but we don't know. I, I don't, don't think know. anybody knows exactly besides like the rule makers at the AIA whether that's allowed or not. I don't even know if the rule makers of the AIA know because yeah. I don't know. Has, has there ever been a situation like this that happened so close to the season? It's been a while, if it's been ever. A long time. Um, so 
Yeah, I don't know, Christina. I'm sorry. I'll try to look into it tomorrow. I'll, I'll, I I'll text have, someone. I have another thought on this. Okay. And it's a, a strictly from a journalism standpoint. Yes. Um, and we've got you know every once in a while we've got guys like Jacob, um, you know some young guys who want to become journalists and make a career out of it. Oh, he wants to be Stephen A. Smith. Have you seen his Twitter account? Maybe. Um, either <laughs> way. Bayless. Yeah. Um, the point I'm making is yeah. Richard Obert did a great job in breaking that news. Mm-hmm. And partially it was because he knows where to look. Not yeah. everyone's thinking of, of looking at the AIA like agenda. notes agenda. They have yeah. a meeting, what, every two weeks or every month or whatever it is, whatever their regular yeah. monthly schedule is in any government entity, especially in the United States, we're the best at, we're one of the best at bookkeeping, uh, almost overly so. Um, and this is something they teach you in journalism school too, is you control that stuff. And 99.9 probably percent of the time, it's nothing that is worthwhile. But if you just took a quick look at something like that, you can find stories like this and be the one who breaks them. Um, and so big ups to Richard for you know yeah. doing a great job keeping up on you know what's going on there. But if you're interested in being a newsbreaker or whatever, and that's something that you want to do with your career, that that uh, uh, government forms and agendas for different groups, be it the AIA or the school districts, if you want to do high school sports, you know, I would bet that the Chandler Unified School District, that their next meeting has some sort of thing on the agenda um, about this. I would be surprised if they don't. Um, um, it might be, that might be, it might be not. It might not be. It might be handled like internally. Sure. But, yeah. you know, the point is that if something like this happens, then there's going to be people that go on um, in different boards and everything like that. And it's going yeah. to be talked about. Um, so because, like I said to Richard Obert, um, doing a good job. Young kids can learn from that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and, and you know, I guess really to kind of, bring this conversation to an end um and for those of you that were hoping to get like oh they should do this and they should do that like eric and i are not going to do that that's not who we are zero percent i don't care what they do yeah because because i doesn't it does i can't change it yeah exactly and they don't care what i think and my job especially when it has to do with a with a situation like this i 100 have to stay neutral yep and I'm going to. And honestly, in my mind, I am neutral because you're look, going like, to report what happens. I'm going to report exactly what happens. I'm not going to try to influence what happens. Um, but just to kind of recap, I will say this. It sucks for the kids. It sucks they were put in this position. And to be quite honest, Hamilton has a very, very tough road ahead and a decision to make. Because I, like I said before, if I had to guess what the AIA yeah, what their message was to Hamilton, it was, you know, I honestly, it may not like like you said, suspension might not even be enough. It, I honestly yes. think it could, it could very well be, fire him, or don't play in the playoffs. And that's a really it might tough be position that, to be in. and it might not even be that they may, you know, who it knows? could come down yep. to that maybe they fire him and he still is there. Like who knows? Yeah. Um, and I'm by no means asking for anyone's job. Neither is Eric. Nope, me either. That's just, we're just simply speculating on what the AIA says. And honestly, the AIA in the past has been able to send messages in certain ways. This is a message. This is a message that is being sent. Have your uh, thoughts uh, about the AIA. I, for one, think they do a great job. Like, partially because we know a lot of those guys, so I'm biased. Yeah. Um, you know, we've had... Uh, executive director um, Hines. David We've Hines, had a yeah. few guys from the, you know, the mm-hmm. uh, the site. We know a lot of these people very well um, from yeah. working with them all the time and everything. But I think they do a great job overall. I will say this though, I don't think we're going to see as many people complaining about the AI not bringing the hammer down anymore. Because this was something different to complain this, about. Everyone has this, something to this complain was, about. This was like Thor's hammer coming down. Unless their and own they, team goes 10-0 and 0 and then wins the Open, everyone has something to complain about. And like, and man. Someone like, else it wasn't is always even, cheating. 
someone else is always doing things wrong. It's someone else's fault. True. Very true. Um, I know I've also seen them a bit cynical. Yeah. I've also (laughs) seen like people compare it to a situation that happened with a West Valley school about a year ago. And honestly, I kind of forgot about that because I don't think anything ever happened. Maybe there's like a warning or advisement or whatever. Um, You know, like, look, like if you want to bring up that stuff, like go for it. But at the end of the day, the AIA saw something different to make this their resolution for the for the violation that occurred. A lot of people speed on the road. But not everyone. If you get a speeding ticket. It's not an acceptable thing to say, hey, that guy was speeding too. give him a ticket. That's not how it works. Yeah. So I think we'll leave it at that. Um, It sucks for the kids. Hamilton players, man. I know it doesn't mean much, but man, I am so sorry that you guys are going through this. I really am. Like, it's just, this is not the way I know they wanted to spend the first part of their season. Um, Yeah. So it's honestly wrong to compare the two or any of them. I don't, was he talking about the, the other I think he's talking about the desert edge situation. Oh, you just threw the name out there. Didn't you? I was going to not do that. Knowledge. It's not like I'm breaking anything. They, they weren't found wrong of anything. So I'm not speaking out of school. And Jacob, if you're saying like there was nothing that we saw living color, whatever, like there were, the messages were actually exposed with that one too. Um, So, you know, I know you're a West Valley guy. You're not comparing them either. No, we're not. No, we're definitely not. And, you know, look, again, I report on what the AIA does. I report on what high school teams do. My favorite thing to report, I hate reporting on that stuff. My favorite thing to do is, you know, report stories like Alex McLaughlin at Hamilton, for example. That story got lost in everything that's been going on. And his whole entire family has played Division I sports. That's what I want to focus on. I want to focus on the Amari Washingtons who came from Detroit and were lying flat on the back. And now he's a four or five star kid. The first time he got to work out at Chandler, he couldn't even move. I want to report on guys like Maddie Braun who came from Higley. And now he's going to be a punt return specialist, a wide receiver, whatever for a mountain point. And he was just a kicker before, you know, the flag girls flag football. I want to report on that stuff. Like that's the stuff that I want to report on. I hate reporting on stuff like this. This is the worst part of my job because it sucks. Like, we are two weeks away from the football season for those big schools, and no one's even talking about what's going to happen with those games. And there's some big matchups. Hell, I'm going to San Diego for three three games. And right now, I can't even think about that because, you know, I'm just – it just sucks, man. And I'm not trying to, like, make it about me, obviously. It's just it, – it's about the kids. I want to make and it that, about you. No, like, in, in all seriousness, this is about the kids. And, like, we should be wanting to report on how excited they are for the season, not – how sad they are now that basically they think that their season is going to be worthless if they can't make the postseason. So it sucks, man. It really does. Can I make an um, aside? Yeah. I was just looking out at our comments. You know, you don't put all of them up on Facebook. Uh, all the comments are on there, but Jacob Saliga texted two eight one three three Oh eight zero zero fo, which is Mike Jones's famous number, but I'm not sure why, like, were we talking about Mike Jones? Or Houston know, like, in any way, or rap music, I, I, or was he just I doing that like, because he knows that I, I'm as big of a Mike Jones fan in Flagstaff, Arizona, as there is. I think Jacob I, I likes. Now there's a think, bigger Mike Jones fan in Flagstaff than me. I think Jacob just likes attention. Two eight one like three three oh eight zero zero four. Hit like Mike Jones you. up on the low because Mike Jones about to blow. Skip Bayless, Stephen A. Those are his idols, man. Them and. The whole Liberty football team. Those are his idols. Because of my fans back oh, then. Oh, back they then they didn't him. want him. Yeah. Now they're hot. Now he's hot. They're all on him. Okay. Uh, let's start to wrap things up, Eric. So yeah. uh, Hamilton situation, um, I will continue to provide updates as I get them. Um, obviously, basically come like 3, 30, 4 o'clock, you're probably not going to see a lot because Hamilton's out of practice. Um, they're still preparing for a season. Um, and then obviously at night, you're not really going to see anything. So, um, you know, Richard, myself, um, Kevin, Kevin McCabe, um, I, I recommend following all of us because I think all three of us are kind of in the loop there. Chili, obviously, too. Cody Cameron, mostly just 
tweets about dumb stuff, but it's whatever. Um, I will. That's not. That's not true. Not, I'm sorry. I will certainly be not writing about it because yeah. it does. It isn't yeah. in my coverage so, area. Anyway, more to come. I'm sure. Um, I'm afraid it's going to get messy. I hope it doesn't. But there's, it's we'll not see. over. That's for sure. So, um, lost in the shuffle was Queen Creek baseball. Now this is a situation, Eric, where I was kind of like. They already got kicked out of the postseason. Why are they being put on probation now? I honestly believe that this one is going to be overturned. Um, Seems like an honest mistake. Yeah, and I think someone made a comment on Twitter that they believe the AIA's decision to put him on probation was because of the coach's comments um, given to Richard in a story. And then he did walk those back. He did apologize. I... I think this was kind of like a, again, we're going to bring the hammer down, but we're not going to fully, you know, put in the nail yet. We're just also, we're gonna, I don't think the AA you know. is that sensitive. Like they get criticized a lot and they, that is true. Still is true. do the best that they can. You know, who gets more criticism though on Twitter, the Arizona architects. They do get a lot of criticism on Twitter. I feel they so bad for those people. Yeah, I remember when social when, media person is over there. Hey, it's like, look, hey, you know, Camelback should be doing this. Or no, why it aren't was, you talking about Green Bay or no, before, before it was it, the the biggest one was when the whole COVID thing was happening mm-hmm. and the delays and the are we gonna have a season and all the metrics and people were tweeting at the Arizona AIAA or whatever. Let Tollison play so much. And I I was like I was like, man, I feel bad. I went and clicked on the account, and sure enough, Arizona Architects. I'm like, oh, no, that man. would make for a great feature story. People, some, people are going to have a social media person there. Like, if someone wants to get a great yeah. feature that I bet would get a lot of interest, if you Here's, could talk to the social media person at Arizona Architects and see, like, just the stories Eric. of the crazy stuff they've been tagged in, I'm going to say it. something. I'm going to say something that might make a lot of people mad, but if it makes you mad, that means that you were at fault for this. If you can't simply double check who the hell you're tagging, log off the app and don't come back. I actually have had a couple of these. So there is a Netflix producer. Um, His most famous things, uh, the most famous thing is Narcos um, and Narcos Mexico. He's an executive producer for Netflix and, you know, many, many shows. His name is Eric Newman. And I have gotten tagged in my lifetime, probably 10 to 15 times of people like, hey, when's season five of Narcos coming out or whatever? And I'm just like, what? The other day I got one that was something he tagged me and Justin Timberlake. And hey, look at like, that. And like five or six other people. And I, I do not produce Narcos. I don't produce anything on Netflix. I've never produced a television show. Um, I have never, you know, starred in a television. So I've never met Justin Timberlake. I don't have his number, but yes, to go along with your point, um, please check check who you're tagging. Like, (laughs) come on guys. Like we're better than that. We have to be better than that. Like <laughs> those poor architects, man. Also, just, if you tag the AI, if you tag AZ Preps three sixty five, which is the AIA social media account, it's just poor Seth Polanski who is the media guy there that just gets notifications. And he's like, "What do you want me to do?" <laughs> I love Seth, man. Yeah, he's great. He just, but his job is to like send out press releases and stuff like that. He's, he can't change the bylaws or like answer these questions. It's so silly. Oh my goodness. I should do a story on all the ridicule the AIA gets. You could. And then I do really one could. on the Arizona architecture and what kind of crazy stuff they've been telling. Those, those poor people just want to design houses and stuff, man. Yeah. Don't just. They're not. They're not they're controlling like in the middle COVID of building metrics. The bridge, and all of a sudden, someone's like, "Hey, Tempe's cheating." <laughs> this is ridiculous. Change the metric. Yeah, man. 
that was that was a good time that was a really yeah. good time and especially and when i noticed it i was like i i can't i have to say something i have to uh jacob what number episode is this i think 98 i don't know i think we're I'll at 96 honest. 90 no i thought i thought it was 98 i don't know, uh, I don't J- know. jacob just enjoy the ride okay yeah it doesn't matter just enjoy it all right Stops being an intern, and now he thinks he can just, you know, be the guy. I'm not a Netflix know. producer, by the way. I don't know if oh, I made not. that clear oh, enough. Okay, cool, cool. Um, speaking of Netflix, I need to watch that uh, Manti Teo documentary. That's your boy. That's my boy. Anyway, uh, going back to Queen Creek, because we got off on a really bad tan- tangent. Uh, I've, I believe, believe, take what I say with a grain of salt. I don't know for sure. Uh, I believe that will be that will be overturned. I think I think Queen Creek's gonna be fine. The baseball program that is, um, I I really do. Um, if not, then I'll be very very surprised. Um, I'm just trying to be happy here with my AZV guys. We haven't told you that we're taking the <laughs> podcast somewhere else, have we? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um. <laughs> anyway, um. So that's that. We recapped everything with the AIA. We recapped everything going on. Um, for those of you that might have been looking for a more, you know, spicy reaction for the Hamilton stuff or takes, sorry, um, you know, when all of this is over, maybe we can get a little spicy with what we think about the outcome. But I mean, I'm not overall, going to. Yeah, Eric is a Eric is just a little, you know, stickler about stuff like that. So anyway, about um, not going out of pocket and saying stuff I'm going to regret. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you. What so jerk anyway, <laughs> you're the worst, man. <laughs> We're, I'm going to change the show. You're off. I'm going to call it the Take It Jay-Z sports show. Okay, fair enough. With Jacob Saliga. Oh, never mind. Never mind. I'm good. Um, take It Jay-Z. Take Do you have to Jay-Z. put a copyright on that, though? Like, so they don't think it's I the famous so. rapper? I don't think so. Either that or we can just you know open the show with um i don't know oh like, h to the ov <laughs> <laughs> oh we've been on here too long all right let's wrap it up favorite yep. thing you ate in the last week eric hear me out on this oh god here we go no it's not bad it's just you're gonna be so surprised when i say this okay a Chipotle burrito. And I say this because I love Chipotle. You love Chipotle. A lot of people like Chipotle. It's great. I Chipotle, please never... sponsor me. Sponsor me, Chipotle. Yeah. Sponsor us. I haven't I'll had literally, a I'll literally sit here and scoop a yeah. bowl into my mouth Yeah, for the entire hour of our show. If He'll Chipotle do it, too. Us. I've seen I, him. I, I won't even use a napkin. I'll just let it just... Yeah. Sit all over the I have there. not had a Chipotle burrito in probably over 10 years. I always yes. get the bowl. I always get the bowl. Oh, okay. I respect I that. get bowls yep. all the time because okay. I like to sit there and I like the, you know, having a fork and everything. Um, and I'm going to get really inside baseball here. But NAU football, the practices in the summer wrap up about 12 o'clock, sometimes a little bit earlier, depending I try to get there at about 11, 15, 11, 30, most mm-hmm. days if I'm going to go do a story on the team. Yeah. I went to the gym a few days ago and I didn't eat enough breakfast. I had like a, you know, banana, but for the car, but most of it was garbage. It was like half rotten. Yeah. So I only ate the good part. And I was super hungry after going Doesn't to the gym. Doesn't that suck? Doesn't that suck yeah, though? Yeah, it's the worst. When you go to get yeah. a banana and you open it, you're like, ah. Oh. Yeah. And I was in the car already. So like I couldn't go back and get a different one. Yeah. Um, so the point is I was really hungry and I had to get something to eat on the way from the gym to, to NAU football practice. And there are very few places to eat around me. There's oregano's and there's Chipotle are both very easy to get to from where I am. Two very good options. Yeah. Oregano's is good. But there's not much you can get. Hear me out. Pablo Picasso salad. If you haven't tried it, it will change your life. Yeah. I like oregano's. It's fine. 
the point I'm making is there's not much you can eat in the car from oregano's. It's a lot of pastas. It's a lot of salads. It's, you know, there's a few sandwiches, but even those are pretty big and there's a lot of sauce and everything. All I could eat in the car, I had to have something on the way over. I got a burrito Mm -hmm. because you could hold it in your hand. And, you know, I felt like a fool eating a Chipotle burrito while I was driving, but I did it. And so, you know, the convenience of it. And so this is about the least uh, interesting and least unique thing to say ever, but Chipotle is good. I'm going to put you onto something. Now I haven't yeah. gotten in it the last few times. First things first, Chipotle after workout, the best, greatest. Love it. I did it yesterday and I did not do it today, but yeah, I love it. Anyway, next time you go get a bowl, but tell them you want the tortilla at the bottom of the bowl and then to scoop everything in there. So when you eat the bowl and you get down to a certain point, you wrap again trust me. i like the idea but i was i couldn't use a fork and like have a plate i was driving i understand that what i'm saying is if for the future okay you're putting me on game for tor- the future bowl tortilla filling eat wrap eat you get best of both Fair enough. got it if you really want to go crazy get some chips dip I just, thank you, Jacob. You can thank Twitter videos. It came up somehow. Fair enough. There it is. What there was your is. favorite thing you ate this week? A Chipotle burrito bowl. <laughs> Fair enough. I like the yesterday. bowls better, but now I like yeah. that idea even more. I didn't get it yesterday, um, but I, I didn't do the tortilla thing yesterday. I usually honestly only do that like usually like weekends if I get Chipotle. Because I'm a little bit more lenient for my macros. I know people love to hear about that. Um, the tortilla is very fattening at, at uh, Chipotle, FYI. It's like very, very fattening. Um, so, yeah. But, uh, yeah. No, I got a, I got a burrito bowl. I actually, I actually didn't get it after I worked out. I actually got it um, when I was done at schools and everything. I went to – where did I go yesterday? Mountain View. I got it after Mountain View. And it was fantastic. I love Chipotle, man. I love it's it. good. Chipotle, Breaking news. Chipotle Breaking is news. good. Chipotle is great. We've, we've broken two things today. One is that I'm not a Netflix producer. Actually, that three. Was, that was groundbreaking, too. Yeah. Two, Jacob likes Mike Jones almost as much as I do, but not quite. Yep. Three, Chipotle is good. Yeah. There we go. I would say it was a, I would say it was a really productive show. Yeah, I think so, too. I think, yeah, we, we did good today. We did good this week. We didn't even need Cody. We didn't need yeah. Cody to spike our ratings. So maybe I'll just start, like, putting, like, some super, like, controversial things in every headline of our show. You should. I should, like, Eric got arrested. We're going to talk about what happened. Yeah, you should do that. <laughs> I won't sue for libel. Jacob is taking on what position with Arizona Varsity? Tune in now to find out. You won't believe what's next. Exclusive interview with the man himself. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, man. All right, Eric. Well, let's wrap things up. Uh, I got ASU tomorrow. Teaching another class. Starting new semester. It's always fun. First day is always like an hour. Do they they call you Professor Zach? Or Professor Elvira? I do not let them. Mr. A? Nope. Do you call your class the A-team? No. You should. No. No. Before you say anything else, no. I call dibs on joining the show next week. That's not how it works. (laughs) (laughs) Um, FYI, next week. This isn't a line to go down the slide at recess. This isn't calling next on the basketball court. Hey, you got five? It's not how this works. You just crushed that man's dream. <laughs> we can have him on. I just need them to know that that's not how we do our guests on this show is by who calls dibs. <laughs> oh, man. Jacob, tell you what. If you are the sixth 
person, exactly sixth person to call me tomorrow, then you can be on the show next week. Good we luck. can have him on anyway, but it, it just... Well, to be, to be no, completely honest... <laughs> for the future, if you want to be on the show with us sometime, don't try and do it by calling dibs on Facebook. <laughs> That's not how this works. Jacob, look, man, if, if we're talking about people who are going to be on the show, we have like a list of like in order of who we would want to have on first versus last. Christina Hawkins is way above your name. Yeah, we got to have her on before we have you on yeah. by choice. Yeah. Come on. She's amazing. We You're should just... have Christina Hawkins on. If she would come I think on she's, a, she's, a, she's a Liberty mom. She's a super Liberty. fan of Arizona Varsity. She's on. She always yeah. watches and comments on all the stuff, and I respect yeah. that. Uh, we appreciate you, Christina, big time. Trust me, we really do. Um, Jacob, you're just there. Sorry. Um, but honestly, I think we are going to have Jacob on the show next week because we were supposed to do the uh, the high school basketball draft thing, fantasy thing. I don't know. I worked really anyway. hard on my preparation. Did you? Because I totally forgot about it until... <laughs> until forgot. <laughs> I, I forgot until Greg texted me at 5.30 saying, hey, we still on for tonight? And I go, oh, yeah, we got to push that back. So... Sorry, Greg. Um, so I think we're going to try to do it next week unless things keep going crazy. Um, yeah. If not, then we'll just push it back again. Yep. And again, until we're eventually into November and there's basketball season, we can start talking about it. Um, so, yeah, Jacob, you might be on next week or the week after or we'll figure it out a month or two months. Yeah, we'll figure it out. So anyway, only because you um, call kids. <laughs> I got next. <laughs> hey, you got five? <laughs> I got winner. I got winner yeah. over here. <laughs> All right. <laughs> oh, man. we I've tried to wrap this up for the last 10 minutes, and it just yeah. never works. Um, make sure to give us all a follow on Twitter at Zach Alvarez, at Inhuman Rights, at AZHSFB, and at Arizona Varsity. Uh, like I said, I will try to keep everyone as updated as possible on the Hamilton situation with my luck. There's going to be a lot of stuff that goes down while I'm at ASU. So just fair warning. I probably won't be on my phone for about three hours. Um, so if there's anything crazy, call me or email me. I'll get it to my watch and I'll look at it anyway. Um, yeah. Thank you all for tuning in. Um, a lot of stuff I think is going to still happen. This is not over by any means. And uh, like I said, I'll keep, I'll do my best to keep you updated. I know Richard will do his best to keep you guys updated on his end with the Republic. Um, and then Kevin McCabe will probably start tagging everybody that does everything wrong because look, man, Kevin McCabe has more, uh, has more guts than I do <laughs> to yeah, just start tagging, that. just throwing out tags. I saw that this morning. I was like, Whoa, all right. Hey, he's 10 toes down on his beliefs. Hey man, look, Ke Kev is one of a kind. So anyway, yeah. Um, again, thank you all for tuning in, and we will talk to you all next week. Maybe Jacob Sleek will be on, only because he called dibs, though. By the way, we actually do like Jacob. He's cool. We just like to give him a hard time, so don't think too hard about it. Bye.